is going on? What is the deal? It is Thursday night, and we, as usual, have a great deal to talk about. So much going on. I hope that you are having an amazing day. I'm going to give you a second to get your snacks, get a beverage, maybe a libation or two. I'm not sure. But we are going to get into some things this evening, as always. I'm so glad that you joined me. This is the show where we hit up. All the trending topics and headlines in entertainment, sports, lifestyle, and culture with me, Jill Monroe. So let me give you the rundown of what we're going to be talking about tonight because there is a lot going on. We're going to talk about Shein. That's a fast fashion brand. I'm not sure if you're aware. You know, ladies, I don't know if you hit them up. Fellas, maybe, you know, your girl has bought some things from them. They've been hit with a RICO charge. Um, a fast fashion brand hitting get hit with a Rico charge. We're going to get into that and give you the details on that. We are also going to discuss. Um, listen, there is a lot happening with Disney and what their plans are for the future. And it involves some of your favorite networks. They might be looking to get rid of some of them. We're also going to talk about TikTok. There is a TikTok challenge that is accusing, well, is being accused of being responsible for some deaths. But is it really? We're going to get into all of that. We're also going to discuss how um, your guy Jay-Z, it's something nice happening for him at the Brooklyn Museum. We're going to get into a little bit of that. We're going to get into Jimmy Butler's dating life. He is rumored to be seeing a singer, the Miami Heat star we're going to talk about diddy he is launching an e-commerce brand we're going to get into a little bit about that and uh would you go to into business with diddy we're going to talk about that all of that and more but before we get into all of those things a little conversation starter i mentioned to you that jay-z is being honored at brooklyn's public library in new york so on the outside of the building it has all of his song lyrics, everything from like Justify My Thug, Hovey Baby, Encore, all of his hits. It looks like a newspaper and they're running his lyrics on it. And the reason why is because starting tomorrow, there's going to be a multimedia exhibit called The Book of Hove, which is a tribute to Jay at the Brooklyn Public Library. Um, it's recognizing Jay-Z's extraordinary journey from Brooklyn's Marcy Projects to a global figure. There's going to be thousands of archived objects, including original recording masters never be seen never before seen photos iconic stage wear prestigious awards recognitions videos artifacts you know all of those little things that connect his career you can see it you can touch it and one of the most exciting things to me that I think is incredible is that they're going to be offering library cards with artwork from each of Jay-Z's album but you'll be able to pick them up at different branches so you know Paying homage to Jay-Z, encouraging people to read, getting that literacy rate up. I love it. There's an event taking place tonight with all of the luminaries coming out to honor Jigga. Do we still call him Jigga? I do on occasion. Andy says, yeah. So, you know, maybe, maybe it's like, we'll talk about this later. Diddy, Puffy, P. Diddy, Love, whichever. I think that they're different eras of the person, you know, always the same person. But we're going to get into all of that and more when we come forward. We're not going to break yet. I'm just just telling you what's coming. These are just conversation starters. We're bubbling. We're bubbling. Right. So 
I also have the good question of the night. And I have a guest this evening that I will tell you about too, but we're going to get her input on the good question of the night and yours as well. So here's the scenario, right? Now, if you were listening to KBLA earlier, we just left Zoe Williams' show. And we know Zoe talks a lot about relationships. That is his thing. You can get some good advice. You can get some good perspectives, right? So I have a question that borders in that area that I saw on social media. So a guy put this text exchange out between he and a young lady that he was attempting to date to get some feedback, right? So she texted him. They had had plans for a date later that evening. She texted him and said hello. His response was, hey, hope you had a good day. I'm excited for tomorrow. I can pick you up, but if you're not comfortable with that, we can just meet there. Then he adds, I don't know why, but I'm feeling like getting some ice cream in this hot weather. And he put laughing out loud. Her response was, sorry if this may come off as rude, but I don't do ice cream dates. I'm a 26-year-old woman, and a date like that seems like the absolute bare minimum for me. Meeting up would be a waste of both of our time since we probably don't have the same vibe. Best wishes! So, my good question of the evening is, would you go on an ice cream date with someone that you like? Or is that really like lower level dating and every date out the gate has to be, you know, that $200 date, that number one stunner where you hitting up catch, you know, you hitting up Yamashiro's, you spending that dough, y'all get dressed up and put it on. Is that the only type of date that suitifies, that satisfies you for a first date? And what type of first dates are you offering? What is acceptable? We're going to talk about that. That is our good question. All that and more. And our guest, Liz B, will get into it. She is a host, a hairstylist on set. So, you know, she hooks up some of your favorite celebs when they are in films and TV shows. And we're also going to talk about her history in a hip-hop girl group back in the day. So, all of that when we come forward. You're listening to RSVP with Jill Monroe on KBLA Talk 1580. You are back with RSVP with Joe Monroe on KBLA Talk 1580. Now, before we get into all of these trending topics and headlines, I have to let you know where you can catch up with us and get it in. Of course, I need you following all the socials, KBLA 1580. I'm at Stiletto Jill. If you're not following me yet, why? Um, And we're live streaming on YouTube right now. The chat is lit. You know, we take in your commentary. We discuss what you have to say. So you can come and join that way. Also, if you want to get in the conversation live, hit us up on the phone lines. 800-920-1580. 800-920-1580. And last but certainly not least, there's a KBLA app. And you can take us with you on the go everywhere you can even leave messages for all the hosts not just me but you can leave one special for me because i'm putting you on game right now i'm giving you the dirt the access the keys you know so that's what's up with that now that we have those things established first i want to introduce you to my guest for the evening tonight we have miss liz b joining us Liz is an OG LA girl, native, born and raised. You know that is big to me. You hear a lot about Los Angeles on this show as far as natives because people have the wrong idea. And I want to make sure you guys understand that it's real and (laughs) we're about that action. Not 
violence. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just saying we about that action, right? <laughs> okay. So Liz is again a native LA. She's an entrepreneur. She's vivacious, outgoing, quick-witted. She's a host. She um has been moving in these Hollywood circles for quite a long time, was a hip-hop dancer in the 90s in some of your favorite videos. She also was in a music group back then, a hip-hop group called Net Nice. It's In My Nature. That was the first single. We love the video with the black and white. And it, it's very vintage 90s. Like, you should check it out. Go look it up right now while we're doing And she's, I'm not telling <laughs> no, not you, me. You were 12. 90s. You were 12. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was 16. You were young. I was 16. <laughs> Um, I was 16. Yeah, you were young. young. And so um, also Liz is currently working on, well, not right now, because child, there's a strike that we have talked about, the SAG after strike and the Writers Guild strike. So all production is down. But Liz also is taking care of some of your favorites on set as far as their hair looks. And we're going to talk with her about these trending topics. Now, first up, I got to ask you. Yes. Ice cream dates. Would you go on an ice cream date? If a guy hit you with that message, would you be offended? What was what would be your response? I'm going on an ice cream date. There's nothing wrong with an ice cream date. <laughs> that would be good. That's a good way to get to know someone on an ice cream date. You know, I think social media has taken, like, it has messed up everyone's relationship. That's, I mean, it has taken away from real life perspective right people can't just get together Mm -mm. and do what they like so here's my thing like i don't have a problem with it either now are you gonna ice cream date me to death absolutely not no it's about getting to know each other but i I like a cool little ice cream date maybe a little walking date and 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 here is my thing what people underestimate right right when you go to dinner or lunch that is a long time to sit with someone that you may not really be connecting with in person and have to have a conversation on a meal. So if I'm just getting to know you, let's do something light. I mean, yeah, we have phone conversation, but you have to see if that in-person chemistry is working out. So, I mean, you know, it's okay. It can't be everything. Like, well, what if he doesn't like you and y'all go on this extravagant date and exactly. now like, he's going to like... We're going half, 50-50. No, 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 no. You're not doing that. No, You're taking so me that's out. You what, have to pay for the bill. No, but that's why you take your time. But I'm also not letting a man be cheap with me, though. So don't say, hey, I don't, look at Andy's going crazy. Andy, we are on the same page. We are locked in it together. We are on the same page. I am just saying, you're not going to ice cream date me to death. And you're not, also not going to be like, well, I don't know if you deserve my time. Like, come on now. Let's not do all of that. If you want to get to know me, we should get to know each other. It doesn't have to be, you know, we don't necessarily have to go to catch, like Absolutely. I just said. But... I don't mind an ice cream date. I said that, but don't think you're going to take your budgeting issues out on me in our time. I'm just saying. Andy, go ahead. Well, first off, shout out to y'all for accepting the ice cream date. (laughs) And the reason why I think it's important for ladies to, to take that ice cream date is because if we end up vibing, we might not we might not finish at the ice cream spot. It could be an all-day date. Huh? It could be an all-day date. We could go. It could walk. be a two thousand dollar date. Right. We could go right. walk on the beach, and then, man, if you popping like that, man, we could go to what do you, what do you say? Catch after catch. Nobu, we're walking on the beach. We could, beach. We could go down to Nobu Malibu. But like right? you said, going to the beach, eating ice cream. We might put on some skates. Well, right? I like to skate, so skating on the beach, having fun. That's that's cool to me. I, I just think you know. 
Again, I think that they're now, once again, let's be clear. By date five, we cannot still be going on ice cream dates. <laughs> okay. Do you no. know what I'm saying? I'm <laughs> just saying, show me that you appreciate my time, boo. But you will I don't t- mind it. Okay, I don't mind right. it. Yeah, That's we it. could we could start That's there. All. So, um, okay, good. Well, let's talk about Shein. Oh so my God. they are a fast 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 fashion retailer right Mm -hmm. very popular uh you can get like in a full ensemble for like two (laughs) dollars might be a prop 65 california warning attached with the look but you can get your fashion looks for very cheap right Mm -hmm. well they have been hit with a rico lawsuit the plaintiffs in this are independent artists designers who say that shein created and sold exact copies of their designs by utilizing social media, finding, like, creating algorithms to quickly identify, uh, they created some type of analytics, to quickly identify trending styles and rip off the designs of these small business owners. We know they can turn them around fast. And then they would, so it's copyright infringement right there. But also because they allegedly have a bunch of shell companies Mm -hmm. that shield the actual corporation, that's where the RICO comes in because they're acting as a conglomerate, not a corporation. And it's considered organized crime. So they are being hit with a statute that was created for the mob, right? The mob. So um, the the newly filed lawsuit accuses the owner like they said that there's no Coco Chanel behind this brand, Yves Saint Laurent. The Shein Empire is mysterious tech guru and hmm. genius. His name is Crick Chris Zhu. I might have mispronounced that. I apologize if I have. And they're the world's top clothing company, but no one can really trace who the leadership is and they change up the skews on the designs that they have so that when they are hit with lawsuits from these designers and artists, the sales um, numbers don't match what really happens because they manipulate the SKUs oh. on the items and like we'll put them on different sites so that if I sue like let's say they took my t-shirt design and I sue them and the judge rules in my favor they might have really sold a hundred thousand pieces but because the skew that I'm referencing and that I could find says that they only sold a hundred, they only have to pay me for a hundred instead of the hundred thousand that they actually sold. So we'll keep our eye on that. That's going what are your thoughts? Have you ever stopped at Shein? No, I haven't, but I see that everyone's wearing it. It's like like you said, that prop what is it? Sixty? What is prop sixty five warning <laughs> where yes, the chemicals in these little uh, cheap clothing could potentially poison you for life. That's what it says. Like literally. The warnings are they put them in the ad things. Usually yes. it's attached to the but clothes. If you're out here stealing from the smaller um entrepreneurs and people that's trying to make it, you deserve to get caught up because we're tired of the people like stealing from people that's trying to make it. How can the people make it if you're stealing? I mean, little people listen and they got a whole system like this is really a tech business because how are you flipping things through the I mean, that stuff usually reserved for cleaning money, not fashion, but apparently we're in a new I thought they had another scandal with them as well. They did. They just had they um, just a few weeks ago. They took a bunch of influence because obviously, well, not obviously, they're accused of running a sweatshop. They're a Chinese company and they took some influencers over to show them 
hey, this is our workshop. This is where people work. See, the conditions aren't really bad. And they, the influencers got a lot of backlash because they said that, one, they took influencers that couldn't afford to turn down the opportunity right. or have an impartial opinion. Not that many influencers do, because if you're paying them, who really is like, yeah, they paid me. They flew me out here, but I mean, I don't have anything. Trash. I didn't hire them. <laughs> like, like, But it's, yeah. They're in a little scandal. Somebody's trying to bring them down. Yep. So, you know, we'll see what happens with that. We'll keep our eye on that. So speaking of social media things, we all have seen various TikTok challenges. There's dancing ones. You know, there was the cinnamon thing a few years back, all sorts of things. (laughs) So recently, right before the 4th of July weekend, there was all of this news about this TikTok boat jumping challenge where people were jumping off the back of the boat into the waves and supposedly they slipped and were hitting their head on pieces of the boat or something and drowning. And several news stations reported about the um, the incident. Well, here's the problem. The challenge wasn't real. It didn't happen. It wasn't on it wasn't on TikTok. And not only that, no one died during this. So, um the uh, the news report started in Alabama, right? And it said basically the last six months we've had four drownings that were easily avoidable. Jim Dennis, who's the captain of the Childerberg's rescue team, told a local ABC affiliate in Birmingham, Alabama. But again, no one researched the story. The claims that four people had drowned didn't happen. No one had any (laughs) information about that. TikTok said, yeah, we've never even seen this challenge on our servers because they reached out. So my question to you is, do you think investigative, just basic fact checking is dying? And every, you know, it seems like since the election in 2016, the truth doesn't matter anymore. It's just what you like more. So what are your thoughts? Fake news. Now, I'm not going to go with the fake news, but. Absolutely. I think everyone sees something that's popular and they believe it and they run and they post it without doing their own research on the situation. So, yes, it is dying. Like you said, like, come on, guys, you're a real news station and you're on TikTok looking at these people act like they're flying off the boat like they, they broke their neck. I saw what you were talking about, but I'm like, it, it was fake. Yep. It didn't happen. So it just goes to show you. That you can put anything out and people will believe it and run with the story and it might not be true. Right. So, I mean, I just want to know what happened to doing your due diligence, doing your own research. Really quickly, shout out to Leslie Holmes in the chat. She said she just discovered RSVP last night. She really enjoyed it. And she also says she sees nothing wrong with ice cream dates. So thank you, Leslie, for tapping in. Thank you for coming back. And Andy says thank you for appreciating ice cream dates. We all (laughs) see it's a it's a group thing you know women aren't really that demanding you know i think a lot of that is social media posturing yes but but i understand you're allowed to have your standards you're really allowed to be as picky as you want to when you date someone because that's an interpersonal relationship it really only concerns the two of you and you gotta you know kind of deal with it so that's my thought really quick. Andy, what say you? But are you dating me or are you dating what I can do for you? It's not about what you can do for me, but let's mm. be realistic with this, right? You're dating the person, but if you like that person so much, right? But you're at a point where, let's say you are, you work a job that is 
nine to nine. Like you got to pull a 12 hour shift, split it up or whatever, something like that. Right. And you're with a man and you know, the reason why you work this 12 hour shift is you got student loan payments to pay off. You know, (laughs) you're trying to get this, you're trying to work it in. Right. And your man is like, Hey, I like dinner cooked for me every night, at least two times a week. But you got this 12 hour shift and you're beat down. Right. So you're like, Hey, I Uber. Well, we can Uber Eats. I got you all day. I can send you some food. I can send you some food. And he's like, no, I like my woman to cook. I don't want to eat out. We are fundamentally not, not. going to work. Right. It's not about the fact that I'm not saying you need to pay for, my, you know, or whomever the girl pay for the student loans. But we aren't going to be compatible. We're not going to be able to move because our priorities are different. And these are certain things that you want from a woman in your relationship that you're allowed to ask for. And there's somebody that can give you that. But it just may not be that individual. So, you know, I think that those are the type of things that shape that. Because we all know it's the little things. And what is the number one cause of divorce? Money. money and what is the divorce rate over 50 percent so i mean come but on is it because people are marrying okay but are you marrying the wrong person like you saying like pretty much because back in the day people stayed together for years but they stayed to, but is it because they wanted to or is it because they have to you think about this i think about my parents got married in the late 60s okay. right uh-huh. my parents were um together for 50 years married for 45 before um, my father passed away so here's the thing when they got together and got married a woman was not allowed to have her own credit she could only have credit through a man right couldn't have her own you know account really couldn't have their name on a mortgage things like that right so my parents were fine and they were happy but let's say another woman wasn't but could she leave what would she do how would she survive? So I think it was a different type of setup and scenario at the time. The man really was the breadwinner. That's the way that things are set up. What happened in the 70s where you saw the divorce rate pick up is because of the women's lib movement. There were more women working outside of the home that could take care of some of those bills and things yeah. of that nature. So there wasn't as much of a need to stay in a relationship that maybe wasn't fundamentally working but everybody was getting what they need man getting dinner house taking care of kids woman being financially provided for so it was more you know that what you got to say andy i see you rubbing your hands i see you rubbing your hands together so the independence of a woman destroyed the marriage because because who's the one who are the people that are, are 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 leading the divorces it's the women, right? Because Not the necessarily. Men, well, no, women, women filed, no, women filed for divorce more than men do. But this is why I think because women tend to give men... I'm going to say this and I'm not going overboard with no, this. Well, actually, actually, when we come forward, uh, I will explain to you <laughs> about <laughs> my thoughts on all of this marriage type of thing and, and what's happening. I'm going to connect the dots for you. All of that and more. You are listening to RSVP with Jill Monroe on KBLA Talk 15 and 80. You are checking out RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. Had a little 90s vibe. We had to dig back, dip back. It's Throwback Thursday. We could do that. Yeah. We could do that. Yeah. Right? Um, 
I like it. So before we came forward, we were talking about marriage. And Andy's position is that the independent woman led to the downfall of marriage. Not exactly that. I'm exaggerating. But <laughs> essentially, that's what he kind of implied. I'm putting a little extras on it. You know, that's how we do. But... This is what the conversation is. So my position is that while that is true, here's the thing that you have to think about. I remember being a kid. And like I said, I, I grew up through that era of not my parents, but watching some of my friends, parents uh -huh. separate and divorce and things of that nature. And one thing that stood out, right, is that a lot of times these women were definitely left in lesser positions as the mom, their right. homes, their whatever. There was a different definite difference between right. what the home life was like with the mother and those child that child or those children and how the father was living and sometimes you know dads tend to bounce back quick or whatever so i just think that one it was a financial thing women had to take care of themselves because yes. they were being very dependent on their man the way that they were taught to be and to serve the man and put the family first and when the men at that time, seemed to decide <laughs> that the marriage was over. They wanted to move around. They wanted a younger model. Whatever the case was, uh -huh. the women were left um, in positions of not being able to care for themselves or not being able to care for themselves in the same way that they were. So, yeah, they stepped up there like, let me get educated. Let me get my money together. Let me make yes. sure that I can take care of myself outside of this man because I am making this relationship, this marriage, this my family, these center of my universe and when these children grow up and move out of the house when you know things happen as they inevitably do look so then it trickles down it to trickles down so and then now and that's where we are now if you like it put a ring on it i got it my own but all of it's, that it's true what they say mama's babies daddy's babies Listen, we got DNA tests for that. We don't know. But what I mean that, by but, that yeah. is the mother is going to be, be responsible. responsible. Yeah. And the parent, the dude, the dad can walk away and build another life with another woman and start over and do things differently. So I think yes. that it that has caused an overcorrection. I'm not saying that there aren't some situations in women where we hear too much. I'm independent. I don't need. You're right. You don't need a man. I don't need a man. But, you know, you can want one. You can want and one. Sometimes I feel like a want is stronger than a need because it's not based off of your bare essentials, what you need to survive. It's based off of a desire. So that's kind of my thoughts on okay. that subject. Okay. So let me put a disclaimer on it. No. <laughs> I am not married, so direct all your complaints someplace else. These are just my thoughts. I'm In not judging, opinion. you know, okay. I'm not judging anyone's situation. However you choose to work that out is how you work that out. And I do, I do think that, like Liz was discussing, we do put unfair expectations on each other. And right now, I talked about this the other night with social media. You have a point. It's like dial and deliver. It's a menu. People believe yes. that they have more options available to themselves than yes. they actually do. And right. that is the hard truth. It's a truth. false narrative It's going a whole on. <laughs> world out there for you. Really? It's a, it's a false Where they narrative. At? Who's going to clip them toenails when they get out of pocket? No, because today, the new age, women... Or men find themselves getting divorced and they're like, I should have stayed in my relationship. You know. Because there's nothing out here. It, you know. I it, mean, it is something out here, but you're going to have to dig through the Clarence rack, through the right. trenches to find what you're looking for. Um, Andy, <laughs> I see you. I see you. 
I'm with to, it. I'm trying to figure out a way to ask this question. So go ahead. Um, social media plays a factor. I'm curious to know is it is it just the men that that fall into the pressure of social media? No, do, do women no, fall into that both. too? Yeah, okay. no, I'm saying We're not saying it's just men. I'm it's not both. saying I'm saying both think that they have way more options available to them than what is really there. Every girl thinks that oh I'm gonna go out and find a six okay, four okay. baller. Yeah, baby, you may not have the equipment to. Get that bait. And I'm not saying that, like, well, I'm being a little shady. But I'm being funny. <laughs> but the reality is, like. No, the reality is. Ten girls think that we all know that just by a sheer numbers game, there's more women than men, right? When you're talking about yeah. supposedly the creme de la creme, the high value men or whatever you want to call <laughs> oh, them. Oh, not the high value. Listen, oh, whatever. Hey, not yet. Gonna, hold yeah. on, hold on. <laughs> there's going to be even to more. Shout out to Don't start no mess. There's going to be even more competition for that. And that's fine. You can be up for the challenge, but there's also different type of expectations that go along with that you know things that you may not feel like doing and I'm not talking about the crazy stuff that people talk about I'm just talking about like hair nails makeup on point every day make sure you're hitting the gym the lace every front day. off the every lace day print on <laughs> the lashes you know like as saying? long as lashes. a track you do you know because if this man looks as good and has all of these things then he's going to want someone to match that energy and if you don't feel that energy 24 7 What's going to happen? You know? So, I don't know. Love Liz, yourself, do you ladies. Love yourself. Love yourself. That's um, the most important thing. That's all I can tell you. Love yourself. <laughs> listen. Don't fall into the trap. Just love yourself. <laughs> um, Jerry Anderson is in the chat. He said, do you know what kind of mindset you have to have for an ice cream date not to be acceptable? As I mentioned to you, she was 26 years old. So I think that that is when we talk about the influence of social media. Okay, yes. Social media has conditioned this generation to sort of feel as if that, you know, that's there not are good enough that that's not enough. So Jerry said it's a trigger alert for him. And the grass is always greener on the other side. The grass is always greener. That's why I said people think they have a lot more options than are actually there and available to them people think the grass is greener on the other side they get over there as dead weeds that's the problem <laughs> it is so liz <laughs> yes we mentioned that you are a hairstylist on set tv and film yes the sag after strike has just started how does that impact you as far as your work well it's impacting me because we're not working i mean i can do clients you know my regular clients but as far as on set working it's a no Okay. It's a no right now. It's a no right now. It's a no right now. And then it was some little executive, um, what's the name of the magazine? Deadline? Deadline, yeah. Deadline was talking they about. They said they're going to starve the writers. So they're, Until they're, they're out of their apartments in their homes? Really? Got to be mean, careful what you say, though, because it might that karma might hit you. I mean, I think that's what people don't understand. They always they think about, oh, the r very rich top of the food chain, the celebrities, that one percent of the Screen Actors Guild. But it also impacts people like you that yes. work on set. It impacts the cafes and the restaurants that are around Everyone. the area and the sets. It impacts people that work in production and do lines. So it's a lot deeper than just what the stars are getting. So um, shout out to them. We are supporting them yes. in that. So, Shout out Loco 706. That's right. So we got to go back a little bit, <laughs> okay, right? Go back. Because we mentioned the 90s, you know, 
you in videos dancing hip-hop dancing well, well actually we're gonna get into that when we come forward we're gonna talk about which videos and we're gonna talk about your time being in a hip-hop group a singing you know r&b group with a hip-hop edge in the 90s and what that experience was like because i think sometimes people don't really know the history especially when it comes to right. groups that started in la and what was happening at that time so we're right. gonna have a conversation okay, around talk that about it. all that and more you're listening to kbla talk 1580 hey it's joe monroe welcome forward Thank you for rocking with RSVP VIPs. Now, let me remind you again, if you have commentary on this, which I know you probably do, you're probably standing up looking at your radio right now, talking, <laughs> all of that. Make sure you hit up the phone lines, 800-920-1580. And before we get back into this topic, I just want to let you know that Black Lives Matter turns 10 this weekend. The People's Justice Festival is taking place in Lamert Park this weekend. And of course, you're KBLA family will be in the building, outside, in the building is just an expression, but, you know, rock with me. There's going to be performances, a children's village, right. giveaways, speakers, vendors, and a healing justice space. I'm not really sure what that is, but I can't wait to find out. And if you're curious about that, too, make sure you are in Lamert Park, Saturday, July 15th, from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. Come check us out. You won't regret it. Now, back on topic. About this marriage thing. Uh, so listen, here's the reality. My thoughts. Kevin Samuels, <laughs> as was mentioned, uh, you know, he was harsh in his delivery. Sometimes he said some things that made sense. I do not agree with his positioning overall, but that's neither here nor there. Here nor there. The thing about this, as far as relationships, is just that. I feel as though you are allowed to be as selective as you want because it is your interpersonal relationship. The important thing is finding someone you match with and that you feel like you guys can grow together. Because obviously as people grow, they change. You hope that you continue to grow in the same direction together, but sometimes you don't. So if you have to separate, it's not that big of a deal. It's just that it shouldn't always be that one person is left downtrodden. And because those feelings are gone, you know, the women were left uh, with not much. So they took their lick back. And <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of how we ended up where we are now, you know? Right. But Liz, let's yes. talk about the hip hop videos in the it. 90s and all of that. How did you get into dancing? And did you always know that you wanted to be in a group or did you just kind of fall <clears throat> into that? Okay, so I always thought I wanted to be a singer. I was like, I'm going to be a singer. I'm going to be this. This was, That was my thing. But how I got into... The, the videos and dancing was um, going to Regina's. I don't know if anybody knows about Regina's dance Regina's studio dance on La Brea. Studio on La Brea, right? And in, in the valley was Victor Drew's, right? Or what? I can't remember. It was, I don't know which Something. one that was. Yeah. But no, I remember Regina's. They used to have so, all the hip hop classes. All That's the classes. where all the choreography would happen for the videos for the back in the for 90s. All the videos. But I actually, my first audition, I went with. Danielle, one of my friends, she's a dancer. She's like a real trained dancer. Danielle Artis, she's also an actress. She was on Insecure. Um, what was Danielle's role? I don't remember. Um, she, played she, had the a guest, she had a guest, she had a guest arc on yeah. Insecure. She played the receptionist when Molly moved to the new agency. Anyway, go ahead. So, yeah, so I went to a Jody Watley audition. But I could dance, really dance, not like jazz dance. So I couldn't really catch it because they were doing more like jazz in some of the videos and I wasn't really confident in that in that. But that's how I really started. That was my really first audition 
with uh, my friend Danielle. Okay. And so from there, um, were you in that guy video, I Want to Get With You? I feel like everybody Yes, was I was in I Want to Get With You, a Bobby Brown video. Like, it was quite a few, you know. Quite a few yeah. back at that time. Yeah, it wasn't like I was out there, like, but... But I was in the videos. No, I remember. Yes. Uh, So so listen, Mm -hmm. and and then from there, how did you end up in Nothing Nice? Actually, um, I met some young, we we created Nothing Nice, actually. Me and some friends created Nothing Nice. It started off with five of us and it ended up with three. And how we ended up with, with Nothing Nice, like really getting the deal and doing the video, we were headed to a Heavy D video me and Tisa, I don't in know New if Andy, no, we was out here. You were out here? We was okay. out here, but a girl named Shalon, she was like, I know these guys from Chicago, and if you guys are serious, we will, they will was invest. Was this the Now That We Found Love video or something else? It was some video that was on the beach. Okay. I don't even remember, okay. but we was just practicing the stuff that we had created at home, and um, Shalon was like, if you guys are serious, I'll introduce you to these guys, and they will invest in your group. What they did was one weekend, we met the guys, went out to dinner. They was like, let me see what y'all got. We was in the parking lot of the restaurant, performed, and they really liked it. We was in Chicago that weekend, like Chicago, like they really invested. Next thing you know, we moved to Chicago. Had to actually have my family, my sister, friends. They all packed up our apartment. We didn't even come back. They We stayed. I didn't know that you guys, see, I always thought that you guys moved to New York. This is a side. We went to Chicago first. First, okay, okay. Because he was from Chicago. And if I say who he, he is, that would be a whole nother story. No, we don't have to get into that. Yeah, yeah just, right. like, leave that part in the 90s. Yeah, let, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, leave it there. Let's talk about that time frame. Because the thing was, it was really iconic. Like you said, you were on these video suits, friends with um, all these different people. I remember going to see Bobby perform at Soul Train. And this is, I don't, you were there. I don't know if you were dancing. I remember like Josie dance for him or whatever. It was for the Humping Around album. Okay. And so I remember that time frame. It was just like every week and all of that stuff. It was something about that era where you could just hop up on a video shoot and hop up in a video and very old school in that sort of L.A. thing that you used to hear, like people would, could get discovered walking down the street. That was kind of real, like if like, you put yourself in the right place. If you put yourself in the right circle, you were able to get in auditions. It wasn't like now you have to show that you're on the list to get into the auditions before you can just crash the auditions and show up. Like, that's how it was. And so you've watched sort of hip hop evolve. You've watched because like one of the things when you guys started out and I think that this is something that people often forget. I think Aaliyah gets a lot of credit for the tomboy um, steez that was going on. But I feel like a lot of girl groups from the 90s, a few that started here, like you guys, YNV. Um, what are those girls? Con- Why are you shaking? S- no, I'm, no, I'm low. Oh. SWV. SWV all those- Conscious Daughters had that sort of and that was just the way that girls dressed in the 90s. 90s kind of you know tomboyish that tomboyish but still had that like sexy edge the clothing was sort of different now you look at women are running hip-hop they are doing amazing they're running up the charts we just had our first number one album on the hot 200 charts for 2023 for a rap album that's the first time that happened since 2023 it wasn't a female it was little uzi's but okay i just want to rock 
right. Um, okay. But the point is that women right now are really running it. But the difference is between then and now. It's like women have always been a little sexy. You know, there was the raunchy edge. But now it's like you really aren't going to go anyplace if you aren't presenting sort of in the stripper aesthetic or just, you know, very barely their clothing. And I'm all for women doing whatever they want. I'm not saying I have a problem with that. But there can't be any balance. Like, why isn't there... Why aren't women really allowed to thrive without being so sexual in this era? Well, you know what? I don't think that they can't thrive. I think that that's what they think. Because guess what? After you came out already like the stripper, where can you go? And that's the problem with these ladies. You're already thinking that you're that it. I'm the stripper. When Britney Spears came out, she got into the toxic she gradually that's how you build your career but do you think that that sort of mythology is old that whole oh we're gonna start her off as sweet and then we're gonna you know eventually she's gonna have the album where she breaks free i mean we saw janet do it we saw britney do it it's really a hallmark of coming of it christina aguilera did it with stripped i spice is doing it right now even though so? she has a little sex appeal, her music and how she's coming with it, she's not talking about my penis, my penis. She's not doing that. She might have a little sex appeal, but that's how she's, her career is, that's why she's winning. She's approachable. Okay. I feel like she's like kid friendly. So like, you feel like she's more like girl next door, cute, sexy, than like, oh my God, I I'm don't know if I can I'm just busting out in. like, like, it's like, where can you go from that? I mean, seriously. I mean, I suppose you could go in reverse because you even think about someone like Miley Cyrus. Obviously, we saw her go from her Miley stage, Hannah Montana thing. And then we saw her break out where she was with Mike Will made it. And it was in the club with my jeans Okay, on. but she's also not urban. She's not urban. And, and I do think that that is, you bring up a good point. I think that that is something that white pop stars even kind of male, white male rappers can right. do. They are allowed to slide in and out of sort of genres. Like, they can have an era. Like, Miley had her ratchet era. And then right. she came back with Wrecking Ball. And then, let me say this. I like her new stuff. I like all types of music. But I just think it's interesting because I don't necessarily think that the women in hip-hop, the black women, the Latino women that are running hip-hop are given that same type of agency. And you think of an artist like Post Malone who came out in hip-hop and now he is more rock-ish, pop-ish. He still raps, but it's a different thing. It's kind of country And he just kind of can leave his hip-hop roots behind. They can slip it off and on like a jacket. Right. So looking at where it's come from to where it's come now, and we will get your answer to this when we come forward. I want to know from you, what do you think the evolution of females in hip hop is? And do you think we can get back to a time where they're still sexy, but maybe not as overt as they are? We're going to talk about all of that and more with Liz B. Make sure that you, if you're watching on YouTube, you hit to the next video. You are checking out RSVP with Jill Monroe on KBLA Talk 1580.